Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, we've had time to digest the trade. Now, how do we feel? Plus, what the Matt Stafford effect could look like for the LA Rams. And later, we break down the Rams free agents. Who might stay and who might go? Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We got a cool show. We are, of course, talking about this trade. If you guys have not had the chance or the pleasure, I guess, to check out my interview with my good friend Kurt Steele, who happens to be a Detroit Lions fan, this is kind of a big trade in our friendship, so we had a good time with it. I was on his show that released today. I haven't even had a chance to look at it because I was just getting off of work. But I had him on uh, Ram Showcase. It was just a YouTube interview that I published earlier this week, so make sure you guys go check that out. Also, head over to the Ram Showcase Facebook page where I did share another show that I was on with some friends of mine. And uh, that was called the uh, the Rough Cut Sportscast. And we were talking Rams and Lions trade. Of course, it's the biggest news of the week. We even got the, we have the Super Bowl coming up, and this feels still like the biggest news of the week. And I am not complaining about that, not a single bit, because I love the LA Rams with my whole heart. And uh, we got a lot of good stuff going on for us right now, all right? So a lot of, a lot of shaking up. And uh, it feels very off-season-y right now, even though we are yet to hit the Super Bowl. So that's a, like a weird, unfortunate little twist in this, is that like we have so much time to go until we can actually watch Matt Stafford throw the rock as an LA Ram, no longer a Detroit Lions. So we got that going for us, guys. Uh, just a couple of things that I wanted to throw out here. This is the season finale of uh, Ram Showcase uh, because we always take the, the week after the Super Bowl off. There's typically not a lot going on. If we do a show, if we do a small show, it's not going to be like a big, the whole big thing. But if there's some cool news coming on, we'll come in, we'll break it down for you guys. Uh, but this is my my week that I try to to take to to revamp a little bit. I hope you guys have noticed the changes over the years. I, uh, Ram Showcase has changed quite a bit over the years. Uh, if you guys listen to my first episode, first of all, it was terrible, but also it just shows how far Ram Showcase has come in this time. So uh, that's what we're kind of digging into now. We're trying to find some ways to to revamp a little bit. We'll get some new good stuff going for you guys. In season five, Ram Showcase is going to be a kindergartner next year, and I'm here for it. All right, you guys are going to hear that joke the entire time that Ram Showcase exists. I'm hoping that we can, you know, graduate high school as Ram Showcase, and uh, you know, get just just keep on going. So uh, that this is the season finale. That's actually why I'm wearing my San Diego Fleet T-shirt today. Um, I, that doesn't really even make sense, but you know what? I wanted to wear my Fleet shirt because I wanted to show it off. I'll show it off a little bit more for the camera here. So, uh, yeah, San Diego Fleet. Uh, this is the second greatest team to ever hit the gridiron. And uh, I think it's also hilarious that I bought this shirt in 2021. <laughs> so we got that going for us. Uh, just a couple of other notes that I wanted to uh, touch on here. Uh, I went, I was, I woke up, as I do, and uh, I, 
I had seen uh, uh, throughout the day some uh, some random memories popping up on the Facebook, uh, the memory thing, and man, two years ago today was a blasty blast. All right, so it was the Super Bowl, and I realized, guys, that it did not go the way we wanted it to go, but I was just looking back on that day and those memories and stuff, and I'll be honest with you guys, okay, the Rams aren't playing in this Super Bowl. I, I hate to pose the question this way, but it's the only way that kind of makes sense to me is wouldn't you rather have them be here and lose than ju- just be already at home and we're not looking forward to a game at all? I don't know. I'm undecided. I'm truly undecided in that. But I know that I love to watch Rams games. And the more that we can get, the the happier that I am. And if we can get to the Super Bowl, and that means that we've played the maximum amount of games for a season, if unless we got a first round bye, of course, then I'm here for it. So I don't know if I'm alone there, but also it's, it's so it's the two year anniversary of the Rams losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but it's also the 21 year anniversary of the Rams losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So I guess either way, uh, the the February 3rd date, which is the date I'm recording this uh, video, comes out on Thursday. So I do apologize yesterday for you guys. Um, this is not a good day for. Uh, Rams fans as far as the Patriots go. February 3rd turns out is a bag of bummers, all right, from the Rams fan perspective. So let's go ahead and hop into some news, guys. We do have a decent amount of fan cases, some that uh, you guys are going to hate my answers to. I went through them, <laughs> and, and I already know you guys are going to be like, really, dude? <laughs> but I'm here for it, and let's get into some news. All right, let's start. We got talk Matt Stafford, Jared Goff trade, reaction, uh, but this isn't your regular Jared Goff, Matt Stafford trade reaction video or podcast segment because we've had some time to process this now. The dust is a little bit settled and I feel like emotions exploded in the beginning and now are leveling out and people are looking at things a little bit more clearly, I would hope. So our... What what we're trying to figure out right now is what the heck just happened, all right? And that really was the mindset after I saw the trade. It was like, what is happening here? It was, it truly did. It, I had like a rush of different emotions within five seconds of hearing this news. At first, it was excitement. I like Matt Stafford. I've always liked Matt Stafford. Then it was a little bit of sadness. I'm a Jared Goff fan, all right? I like Jared Goff. I think he's a good kid, and I think he's a good quarterback. And then it was the realization, the acceptance, this all happened in five seconds, the acceptance that... This really was the best move for the Rams, even without the picks. Picks, schmicks, I don't know. I, draft picks are, they're so hit or miss that, I mean, would you guys rather, uh, this is a genuine question for you guys, would you guys rather have the Rams draft a guy in like the second or third round this year, or maybe wait until next year, and who knows where that pick's going to be, maybe in the 20s, and try to get a quarterback then, or just go ahead and say, eh, these, these picks can... Uh, can go away, and uh, we'll just bring in a guy that we feel confident can get it done. I'm on that side. I I, I really am. Uh, I I am curious though, is uh, if if people are getting mad about these the Rams not ever having first round picks. I know humans who have not seen the world while the Rams have selected in the first round. I mean, they're little humans, but they exist, and so it's it, it's something that we're gonna keep on seeing for quite some time. And I'll be honest, guys, I don't hate it, and I also don't care how long it goes. Right now, we're scheduled to pick in 2021. If it doesn't happen, I think I'm okay with that. Or 2024, I mean, excuse me. If that doesn't happen, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm 100% okay with it. Uh, and I've got some information on that uh, that we'll talk about here in a second. Just about the Rams' first-round picks. Well, actually, you know what? I'll save that for the fan casos. I do have a question that, that references that, so we'll go ahead and talk about it later. Uh, in that segment. So if you guys are only watching this segment, make sure you guys hit the fan case of segment two to get that answer. So uh, it should not have been a surprise to anybody that the Rams were ready to move on from Jared Goff. All right. That's what I want to make pretty clear to people is uh, we blatantly were uh, moving on from him. You know, when you have less need going, what day is it? The 26th? Yeah, he's still a Ram right now. I mean, obviously, guys, that's I mean, that's that's writing on the wall. And once I heard uh, McVeigh's comments, I had already accepted it. I had told you guys that. Jared Goff's not a Rams quarterback anymore, Like even though he's technically on the roster at this time. Uh, I, I, had, I had fully accepted that he was not going to be the Rams quarterback anymore. Uh, but it shouldn't be a surprise that anybody uh, to anybody that he is now gone. And I'm not sure if anybody was necessarily surprised, but I have seen like a couple of people that are like, what? I didn't think we'd move on from Jared Goff. Like, dude, you not have like, 
Twitter? <laughs> like, it's all over the place, man. Uh, let's see here. So, there's so many things to get into on this trade, and, and I'm not going to touch on all of it, because there's so many things to get into, and we will just, like, it's going to be a topic all offseason, and it's not that I'm, like, holding stuff back from you guys, it's just that, like, there's nuances that keep on building into this storyline, which is really exciting for somebody who has a podcast that runs year-round, and we'll be looking for subjects in the in the summertime. So I'm not hating it at all. But the Rams went 10 and 6 and won a road playoff game with Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff or is Matt Stafford better than Jared Goff enough to make that 11 or 12 wins, maybe 13 wins and maybe multiple playoff wins, not just 10 wins in the regular season and a playoff win? I don't think there's any argument that could be made that Goff is better than Stafford. I like Goff, I like Stafford, but if you watch the games, I think it's very obvious that Matt Stafford is a more talented quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't think that that shocks anybody. I shouldn't be blowing anybody's mind. Nobody right now watching me is like, what? How could you say that? Because unless you only watch Rams games, which I understand that a lot of people do, but Matt Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff, but by how much? That's exactly what we're going to find out this season, and I think that's exciting. So, uh, Matt Stafford, he has never seen a roster with this much talent in his entire career. He was with the Lions. And I see a lot of people bashing this move because Matt Stafford's not a winner. He's not a winner. He hasn't won anything. What's he done? The one year that Matt Stafford had a top 10 defense, they went 11-5. and five. All right. Now he's got a top two defense. Let's see what he can do. The best weapon he's ever had, in fairness, is way better than any weapon that the Rams may I don't want to say have ever had we Rams have had some really talented players but one of the best players that the best player that Matt Stafford's ever played with Calvin Johnson the Rams can't match that but that's it that's where that list stops where who else has Matt Stafford played with that's an absolute superstar I don't think it exists so now you come in and you've got a young Cam Akers who can get it done you've got you know Bobby Trees Robert Woods on the outside who can get it done we got Cooper Cup still for now I don't feel a whole lot of confidence that the Rams won't trade him away. I don't know why I get that overwhelming feeling. We'll see, I guess. Uh, you got Van Jefferson coming in. You got a, a really strong offensive line that he will be able to play behind. I, I saw the numbers. Uh, the Rams had, were giving up just under two sacks a game this season, uh, while the Lions were giving up 2.6 sacks a game uh, this last season. So uh, based on that number alone, I mean, Matt Stafford has to feel a little bit more confident right? Sitting back there and trying to find Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, uh, Robert Woods. I don't think Gerald Everett comes back, but maybe Gerald Everett, uh, maybe Josh Reynolds, if he comes back, Van Jefferson, you know, uh, are, is he going to be, have more time to find these guys? Most likely. Okay. And also the Rams offensive scheme is unlike anything that, that, uh, Matt Stafford has seen before under Sean McVay. There's going to be a lot more rollouts, a lot more play action. I think all of that comes into play and benefits Matt Stafford in ways that he has never seen. He, he has not seen uh, this much talent at all. Uh, not just the roster, but also the coaching staff. I like Jared Goff. I really do. Uh, I've always been a Goff guy. I don't have his jersey, but I stopped buying player jerseys while, they still, while they're still here because that guaranteed that that was the next player gone if I would buy their jersey. So I stopped doing it for everybody else's sake. And I, I know that there are some people that still have that uh, that like bad luck attached to them. And so uh, I like Jared Goff. Um, I, I really do. I truly do wish him all the best in Detroit. I'm not rooting against him. Of course, I hope he fails miserably when the Lions come to L.A. next year to play against the Matt Stafford-led L.A. Rams at SoFi Stadium. Super jacked for it. You will have a lot of preview stuff on that one as well with my buddy Kurt Steele. Uh, we'll get into some fun stuff on that week, but that'll be fun. But, you know, I, I don't think... This is this is my one point on talking about Jared Goff in, in this aspect right now, is that uh, I'm not going to make this show, any part of this show, about how Jared Goff's performance justifies or or, you know, refutes the fact that this was a good trade. I'm not going to, that's not what this is going to be. And I hope that none of you guys do that either. If Jared, every time Jared Goff throws a touchdown pass, we don't need to see Post talking about, you know, uh, like the Rams made a mistake. Jared Goff's out here throwing touchdown passes. Or every time he throws a interception, uh, see, we made the right move. He's out there throwing interceptions. 
That needs to not happen, okay? Anything that Jared Goff does in Detroit now does not matter to us, okay? What Matt Stafford does now is what matters to us. And I refuse to make this show about that, all right? And that happens all the time. (laughs) And I'm not targeting anybody. I'm actually speaking specifically about one of my friends who doesn't even have a show, okay? So I'm not, like, targeting any podcasts or anything like that. I'm a podcast supporter. If you guys do a Rams podcast, you're the homie, all right? But either way, that's not what this is going to become. Uh, we're not going to talk about if uh, Jared Goff has a good game that we made a mistake. That's that's not what this is going to be about. But I truly do wish him the best. I hope he does well out there. I hope he, you know, it has has some success out there. I don't think it happens this year because that roster is pretty rough. But hey, Motor City Dan Campbell's out there, and I think that that Dan Campbell and Jared Goff might be a better combination than Sean McVay and Jared Goff. I think that their personalities might just mesh a little bit better. So that's going to be. I mean, something to watch, I guess. Let's talk about the Matt Stafford effect, okay? The impact of quarterback Matt Stafford coming to the LA Rams and what that means as far as the Rams, uh, you know, free agents that they bring in. Do they target different kinds of people? Uh, What about the offensive line? What does that look like? What does the Matt Stafford effect look like? But first of all, does it exist? Does the Matt Stafford effect exist? That we don't know yet. We're still pre-Super Bowl, okay? We are still pre-Super Bowl. We haven't even hit the offseason yet, so we actually don't know that. But there are some things that are kind of hinting that that's already that's already a, uh, the case. So what the heck is the Matt Stafford effect? That genuinely is where Matt Stafford comes in and maybe we're hitting free agency. And that all that means is Sean McVay goes to Matt Stafford and says, what are some of guys, what, like, here's, here's four names of guys that we are interested in. Which one would you like us to target? And then he gives a name back, and then that guy ends up signing with the LA Rams, because who doesn't want to play for the LA Rams? Beautiful stadium, best one in the league, you're playing in LA, uh, you have Sean McVay, who's got all of the swag in the world, you've got a very talented roster, you've got a Super Bowl level team in LA, in an incredible stadium, with some of the sickest uniforms in the universe. So I don't know why anybody would say no to that, but that Matt Stafford effect, that is it, is is who should we go get? Who do you want to play with? Of the guys that we have here, who do you like? Who else, though, can we add to this that you would like to play with that you think could make a huge impact on this team this season? Because the Rams are in win-now mode, clearly. All right, we're eating cap. We're, we're getting rid of our quarterback so that we can bring in somebody more experienced. We're in win-now mode, and I don't think there's any denying that. So does Matt Stafford, does he, does he, how much does he change the LA Rams offense? That's not a question that we can answer quite yet. Still pre-Super Bowl. Let's watch how the draft goes. Let's watch how free agency goes. But I am super curious, and we will be covering this as the season goes on, of the Matt Stafford effect, okay? That's going to be kind of my off-season topic, a little bit of a, of a, of a, of repeating segment in next season, which is going to be, it just starts two weeks from now for me, uh, is going to be the next season of Ram Showcase. Uh, this is the finale, uh, like I had mentioned, but uh, we're going to, that's going to be a, a like a recurring segment that kind of happens. The Matt Stafford effect. What would have been maybe different if the Rams did not make this move? Items like that. So the first item that it kind of looks like might be happening due to Matt Stafford is Marvin Jones, the wide receiver coming over. It's very possible. It's not, nothing's official right now, but that is kind of now the conversation is Marvin Jones. I'm still on the Chris Godwin train. Of course, he's still got a game to play on Sunday. So, uh, I mean, good luck or bad luck. I don't really care how that game goes. I just want it to be a close game. I don't really care who wins. I just want to be entertained. Football in its most basic essence is entertainment, and I just want to be entertained. Is that too much to ask for? I don't think so, especially when you got Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes facing off. I think that we will be entertained. Are you not entertained? And then uh, is is uh, Cooper Cup here for the long haul? Could we see him? Could we see him moved for somebody that Stafford likes? Is Cooper Cup the Danny Amendola that Matt Stafford is used to, so he wants to keep him around? I don't know. I just, I truly, guys, and I can't necessarily even explain it, but there's something in my bones, in my bone gray. <laughs> that that was a dumb joke. <laughs> it made me laugh though. That's all that matters. Um, there is something in my bones that tells me Cooper Cup's not here for the long haul, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I, it's just uh, something tells me that these Rams are going to move on from him. Actually, you know what? I do know why. It just, I mean, I know why I feel that way. And it's because he's missed all of the Rams' biggest games. And that's not good. 
not good. All right, let's change gears here. We're going to go talk about the Rams free agents. All right, so this is uh this is just a quick little game that we're going to play. I'll put up some uh, some photos and some good stuff for you guys in post production. This is uh it's going to be fun for me. I'm going to have a blast doing it. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but that's going to happen. It's going to be fun. Uh, so uh, do they stay or do they go? And uh, I'm not even going to sing the song. I'm sure you guys are right now. You guys, are, somebody's already humming it right now. And uh, yeah, I'm making fun of you a little bit through the camera, through <laughs> through through the microphone, through it all. I'm a little bit making fun of you. So let's go ahead and hop into it. All right, safety John Johnson. Does he stay or does he go? These are just my predictions, by the way, guys. I want to make that clear because every time I see you, some people will kind of be like, "Hey, that didn't happen." It's just a prediction. It's okay. Uh, so safety John Johnson, does he stay or does he go? I think he goes. Not only do I think he goes, I think he goes to the Chargers. And I think that uh, Brandon Staley is a big part of that. And I think that that's exactly what happens. So John Johnson, I don't want him to go at all. It hurts me to see him go because I think he's an extremely talented player that brings a lot to the LA Rams defense and was a big part of that secondary success. I think he goes. Cornerback Troy Hill. I think Troy Hill stays. I, I think that he's going to be cheap enough that the Rams can retain him. He also has a big enough impact on the defense that I think that, uh, that it'll, be, it'll be worth it to, to bring him back in. Cornerback Darius Williams. He stays because he's an RFA. And if he goes, I think that the Rams could get a first round pick for him. All right. Darius Williams, he's a restricted free agent, which means we can slap a tender on him. And then if a team offers him, we can either match that offer. We got first like dibs, basically, and we can we can match that offer and retain him or we can not match that offer. And depending on the tender that we put on him, uh, which would likely be a first round considering his impact on this defense, uh, I would guess that that's going to be a first round tender. Uh, then the, the Rams would receive that first round back or that first round pick from that team. So I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. I think that that's a, that's a genuine thing, a way that the Rams might sneak back into the first uh, round uh, to the draft, but I also don't think that happens. I think that the Rams want to keep him. Center Austin Blythe. I think that Blythe stays. I think a lot of these offensive linemen stay for the next few years. I think that it would be, I think it would be a pretty big mistake to let some of these guys walk, especially when you got a guy like Andrew Whitworth, who's probably only got one more season in him. If the Rams do decide to bring him back. There's no real news on that yet. Uh, tight end, Gerald Everett. I think he goes. Uh, Gerald Everett, especially near the end of the season, the Rams just weren't utilizing him. They weren't even trying to utilize him at all. So that's why I think he he goes away. And uh, Tyler Higby, I think, is obviously he's going to stick around. But Gerald Everett, he just, like, where was he in the, in where was he in the playoffs? I had what one catch, I think I, I would have to look, but I, do, I just don't really remember seeing 81 flashing around. And I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's he's one of those guys that when he catches the football, he's extremely tough to bring down. And I think he's going to have a really strong career somewhere else. I just don't think it's for the Rams. Tight end Johnny Munt. I think that t Johnny Munt stays as an L.A. Ram. He's he brings a lot to the table as far as blocking goes. Uh, but also, I mean, the Rams have some really good tight ends right now. And that's another reason that I think Everett might might uh, be leaving is because the Rams are pretty deep at that position, maybe the deepest in the league. And I, you know what? I'll, I'll say that they are the deepest in the league. I don't see another team. Uh, there's some teams that have superstar tight ends. I don't think there's a, a team that has the depth at tight end like the Rams do right now. Uh, so I think Johnny Munt stays, especially because of his blocking ability. A couple of outside linebackers here, Leonard, Leonard Floyd. I don't think that the Rams can afford Leonard Floyd to bring him back in. The Rams did uh, move around some money and, and and open up a little bit with the Jared Goff move, but the Rams are over the cap already entering the, the 2021 season. So I don't know exactly if uh, if uh, Leonard Floyd is something that can fit into the Rams, the Rams plans here. And then uh, outside linebacker Samson Abukam, I think he stays. I think he sticks around. I think he brings a lot to the table, uh, as far as especially as far as motor. I don't want to say that he's not talented because obviously he is. He's an NFL player, um, but there's there's some technique that I think he could work on. But the motor is there, and as long as the motor's there, I, I think that he's he's a guy worth keeping around. Uh, especially, I mean, he gets after it, man. He absolutely does. Uh, outside linebacker Derek Rivers, I think he stays as well. He's kind of. Uh, he, we see him come in here and there, but as far as that goes, I think that we can just bring him back cheap enough, and he's got that continuity, so I think we bring him back. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds, I don't think that the Rams bring him back, and I think a big part of that is the emergence, not necessarily emergence, but the existence of wide receiver Van Jefferson. 
who was a rookie out of Florida last year. So he's going into year two. We'll see how that progression goes. You obviously want to see a jump every single offseason. Uh, Josh Reynolds had a, had one big drop in uh, the Packers game that hurt hurt my soul real hard. Uh, but I, I do think he goes. I don't know exactly where he goes. I, I don't necessarily have a landing spot for him. I really think it's the Jets for some reason. I just feel like that happens. There's no real purpose to that prediction. I, I just, I, just a feeling that I have. Defensive end Morgan Fox, I think he stays. And I, the reason that I think he stays is because he is a he has become a very important part of this Rams defense. And it's not only because I'm a big Morgan Fox fan. I'm a big Josh Reynolds fan. I just had I predicted him going. But Morgan Fox, I think he stays. I, I think he's he's worth it to the Rams to 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 keep around. Uh, he's I mean, he comes in a lot. I, I he's got vibes like he's a rotational player, but he's not. He's a very talented player who can absolutely get after it. And I think he's worth bringing back. And I think the Rams try. Long snapper Jake McQuaid. I don't see any reason why we would let him go. Uh, he is the longest tenured Ram right now. He has been around for quite some time. He's one of the only uh, St. Louis Rams that remain. There's not that many. And uh, quarterback Blake Bortles. I think he goes. I don't think we have a reason for him anymore. Especially we got the Wolf Ow, uh, backing up. Matt Stafford, and then of course we did just bring in Duck. So we got the Wolf, the Duck, and Matt Stafford, who doesn't have a cool animal name. Uh, just one transaction for you guys. Uh, that's that's it, by the way, for the for the free agents. Um, that's those are the guys I wanted to talk about. There are other free agents, but just not high impact guys. Um, that I don't necessarily. They might be back. They might not. And either way, I don't think it's very high impact. Uh, for the LA Rams for the 2021 season. So let's just, we got one transaction for you guys, and that is that the Rams signed long, long snapper Steven Wordle to the reserve slash futures contract. Uh, so we got another long snapper to compete with the McQuaid, Jack McQuaid, uh, who has been snapping the long ball for uh, quite some time for the LA Rams. Uh, I'm going to get some water, and then we're going to hop into some fan quesos. And we're back. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into some fan case. So it's got some good ones for you guys. Uh, some really good stuff going on here. So it's the same participants as usual, which I am not opposed to. But hey, feel free to drop them. Oh, actually, you know what? I did have a screenshot from last week's uh, episode. Let me let me find that bad boy real quick. And then we will hop into the fan quesos after I can do that. Okay. So we got this uh, first one. I, You know what, man? I don't know your name. And now I kind of feel like a jerk a little bit. Um, so that is that is my bad. I don't think I've ever asked that. But I also don't think you've told me. And maybe we just haven't had that conversation. So feel free to text me. and Because uh, uh, we've we've done that. We've, we've exchanged the numbers. So uh, feel free to text me, man. We'll, uh, we'll do that. And by the way, uh, please reach out. And uh, let's try to find a way. Uh, maybe, maybe because uh, we're in the season change. Season 4 to 5 of Ram Showcase. Uh, maybe next week we we can hop on and have a have some uh, good uh, conversation, man, and publish that publish that uh, that video. Okay, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, this question here: Do you think that Walford would be a good would be a good enough uh, to be a Rams starter in twenty twenty one, and possibly lead us to an eleven and five, twelve and four season? No, I don't. I really don't. Um, I realize that that saying that Walford is not that he doesn't excite me is like super taboo in the Rams fan world right now. Um, but no, I just don't see it. Um, I, I really, really like Wolf as the Rams backup quarterback. But as far as a starter, I would not want to enter the season with him as QB1. Uh, that would make me really nervous. Uh, he's played in his NFL career. He has not scored any offensive touchdowns. He has not put the team in position to score any offensive touchdowns. And he's only lasted four and a half quarters before he got hurt and wasn't able to come back in. So no, I, I don't know, man. It's um, it, it's not something that I think would be exciting to watch. And I, I just don't think I, I like him as a backup. That's really what I can say is, is if Stafford goes down, I don't hate that Wolf's on the bench. But I don't want to see the Rams going into the season with Wolf as uh, the number one guy. Which, I mean, we don't have to now. And I realize that question was pre-Stafford, so... I, I I feel you. Uh, so this one comes from Tyler. Where do you see Stafford falling on the touchdown to interception ratio? I'm thinking 30 plus for eight picks. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit closer. Um, I think uh, the Rams are are running the football a lot more, and maybe that changes with Stafford coming in. But I also, man, I I, I think that we're closer to you know 30 30 makes sense because I want to say 28. I don't know why 28 sticking in my head. I want to say 28 and like 11 picks. 
maybe maybe more because it's not like Stafford's like Mr. Protect the Football. He's a slinger, man. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think it'll be that big of a difference necessarily, but I think we could see a good three to one. You know, I, I think that that's that's pretty real. A good three to one. Next one from Tyler. What big free agents do you see the Rams chasing? Oh, man, such a tough question to answer, especially before we know who's being cut. You know, we're still I, I know Rams fans, especially now uh, after this trade, Rams fans are sitting like super hardcore into offseason mode. We're not there yet. And there's going to be a lot of guys cut a lot of guys. A lot of teams are going to be making some moves uh, to, to free up some cap space, stuff like that, that, that we don't know about yet. But. Right now, I'm on the Chris Godwin train. I want Chris Godwin to become an L.A. Ram. And I think bringing in him with Matt Stafford, because uh, we're going to need some burners, all right? With Matt Stafford's cannon coming in, he's got a freaking rocket launcher attached to his shoulder. And, I mean, he I liked D- Goff's deep ball, especially 2018. Last year wasn't as prominent, I guess, and maybe maybe the attempts just weren't there. Uh, but I, I liked that. But, but Stafford, man, he's clearly got a cannon. That's, like, what he's known for is his arm strength. So... Uh, so I, I think we need to bring in a speed guy. Chris Godwin's my vote. Next one from Tyler. Which free agents do the Rams retain? For me, it would be Williams and Lloyd. You know, I mean, we obviously talked about it here. Uh, as far as guys that I want, I really want Darius Williams to stay because I would be super disappointed if we let an RFA with that much talent walk. Uh, I also really want to see Morgan Fox back. I think he brings a lot into the, that Rams front. Uh, Leonard, you know, Leonard Floyd... I would like to see Floyd stay. I just don't think we can afford a man. And John Johnson, of course, I would want to see John Johnson stay. I don't want to see him go. I, I just don't think that we, we can pull it off. Eva says, you should have gotten your painting today to show it off. I 100% agree, Eva. And you're probably not even going to watch this answer. But I want you to know uh, that I will be picking it up tomorrow. With, well, Thursday. So by the time you're seeing this, I probably already have it. It's going to go right here in this little empty spot. Right here, uh, my friend Eva. She she does paintings, and uh, she made me a, a blue and a blue and yellow painting. I'm really excited about. Uh, I'm gonna go pick it up tomorrow. So, thank you, Eva. You're the man. This one comes from Paul. Why don't the Rams value first round picks the way that everyone else does? Well, that's because Paul. And we're gonna go into. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have this conversation right now. Uh, the hit rate on first round picks is about fifty percent. Okay. Um, I saw this one on the, on Pat McAfee. He was like, remember Christian Ponder was a first round pick. If that tells you anything, uh, I was looking at the fir- the Rams first round picks for the last, you know, 20 or so years. Jared Goff, of course, no longer here. Todd Gurley, no longer here, might retire. Uh, Aaron Donald, absolute stud. All right. That guy is a space robot, uh, sent to earth to destroy quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, but other than that, we got. Greg Robinson, Alec Ogletree, who, in fairness, played really well for a long time. Tavon Austin, who, dude, potential for days, uh, just never really hit it. Brock, uh, Michael Brockers, who is still here. Robert Quinn, who I absolutely loved, uh, absolute stud. He He's the one that taught uh, Aaron Donald that little jump when uh, when you're doing the uh, the swim. So, uh, hey, thanks for that, man. Uh, and then, of course, you got Sam Bradford, uh, Jason Smith, Chris Long, of course, he had a pretty high impact, but Adam Carricker, Ty Hill, Alex Smith, uh, or Alex Barron, I mean, sorry. Uh, these are these are the names that you, that you get. So even, okay, we just went back to 2005. Before that, Steven Jackson. So we're, I'm pointing to this screen like you guys can see it right now. But uh, either way, so you started Alex Barron, Ty Hill, Adam Carricker, Chris Long, 25% there. You add in Jason Smith, we're at 20%. Sam Bradford. I'm not that good at math. And then Robert Quinn brings it back up and Brockers brings it back up. Then you got Tavon and Alec Ogletree, who I wouldn't even put as hits or misses. They were kind of just, they were good for a while. Helped, uh, I mean, Tavon Austin lit up the Colts that one time. Alec Ogletree, moving to the 3-4, destroyed Alec Ogletree. Uh, And then, of course, Greg Robinson uh, holding offense number 73. It's burned into my brain. I can't get it out. Uh, and then, you know, Todd Gurley, who was obviously, I mean, he was MVP running for a while. He won offensive player of the year, won offensive rookie of the year, uh, and then just completely, you know, fell off. And then Jared Goff, of course, took the Rams to the Super Bowl. So I, I, those ones there, those last two, I, it's, it's difficult. And of course, that is the most recent uh, first round pick of the LA Rams is Jared Goff. Uh, but the, my, my point is, Paul, is because maybe the Rams aren't that good at picking in the first round, all right? We've got some really good gems later on in the draft, 
that I think, I don't know, man, it's first round picks are far from guarantees. And I think that some teams view first round picks as like this ultimate holy grail of, of amazingness in the NFL that if you have that, you've got everything, man. You're all you've got is potential. You've got the whole world in front of your hands, man. And the Rams just don't see it that way. And I don't hate it at all because when when we're getting excited over you know over picking Alex Barron in the first round, and it's like, oh, nice, we got our tackle. And then it's like, oh no, no, we don't, no, we don't. Okay, Jason Smith. All right, we got our tackle. Next Orlando Pace. Let's go. No. Uh, Greg Robinson. Oh yeah, we got him. Next Orlando Pace. Let's go. And then it just keeps failing. Um, it's not a promise at all. It's not a guarantee at all. And just from looking back to the 2005 season, the Rams hit rate on these under 50%. I would say I would put that under 50 or at least almost 50, but it's not even there. So it's not a guarantee. I think what you do is you give up two toss ups. Basically it's a coin toss on every time you draft somebody, it's a coin toss. So you 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 throw away two coin tosses for a guy that you feel pretty confident that can get it done. And he's only 33. He turns 33 on, what, Sunday? And that's Matt Stafford. And, you know, you look around the NFL. I mean, Tom Brady, he's in the Super Bowl. He's 10 years older than that. So I don't know how much longer Matt Stafford can play. But either way, man, it's it, it's it's more... It makes more sense to me to give two ones away for a guy that you feel confident in that's already gotten it done, who you know was the fastest quarterback to uh, forty-five thousand yards, who is one of like he's in record like races with guys like Aaron Rodgers, uh, and you you give up those two coin tosses for a guy that you feel really good about, who's got experience, who could potentially play for the next eight nine years. I don't see why it's a bad move at all. Um, I don't see why anybody would think it is. And I know that's not what you're saying, but but that's kind of the point here, Paul. Uh, let's see. Next one from Paul. Do you think Jared Goff will have success in Detroit? That's so hard to tell right now. But what I will say, um, what I can say about the Detroit Lions is I think that they're in the right direction. They they are hitting the right direction this offseason. Um, not necessarily getting rid of your quarterback who's helped you quite a bit, but uh, I realized that was a mutual agreement. And I don't think Jared Goff's a necessarily like a bad quarterback. Like if he comes in, you're, you're screwed and you, you can't win anything. I don't think that that's the case at all. So, um, I, I think that ultimately with, with Jared Goff, uh, Dan Campbell, I love Dan Campbell. First of all, gig him Aggies. He is a former Aggie. And then that's not the only reason I like him. I love his attitude, man. I, the biting kneecaps and stuff like that. You realize how fired up Rams fans would have been. If that would have been in our press conference for a new head coach, we would have been talking about that for days. And then uh, you got Anthony Lynn, you got you know, uh, you got Capers helping on the defense, man. They've got a good staff out there, and I think in some time, especially bringing in Brad Holmes, uh, former director of player or uh, of college scouting from the from the LA Rams, um, you know, he's been with the Rams in the scouting department since 2003. He comes over now, is in the GM uh, spot for the Detroit Lions, and I think that they're slowly going to start putting it together, man. I really think that they are, and. I think he's going to do decent, but I don't think he, I don't think he signs another deal. He's got what, four years left. I think that he plays that out and they probably go in a different direction. This one comes from Jason. Uh, do you think we now have the, the offense to average 30 plus points a game again? If so, please elaborate. If not, what pieces do you think we are missing? I have a slight concern about not having a deep threat and uh, an ongoing concern about our pass protection. Do you share those concerns? Let's break that down. So do I think we uh, we have the the offense now to average 30-plus points a game again? As long as we have McVay, we have the potential for that. I, I truly do believe that. I truly believe as long as Sean McVay is in town, the Rams have the potential to put up 30-plus points in any game. Unless it's those random ones where we can only score six for some reason. Uh, if so, please elaborate. I, I, this is a very, it's a, it's a creative offense that utilizes play action more than anybody else does. And, uh, Matt Stafford can get it done and we've got the talent around him. It, it really did feel like there, I, cause I, I can't say it enough. I am a Jared Goff fan, but it did feel like he was holding us back a little bit, especially near the end of the season. It did feel like he was, uh, holding us back. What pieces do I think we're missing? I agree with you. I think we're missing a deep threat. I, I think that that's something that the Rams need to address, but I think we Rams that's something the Rams will address. We're pre-offseason still 
We're not even in the offseason, technically. I know it feels like we are because the Rams are already making trades, but we're not in the offseason. We got to wait until some other things happen. There's going to be a lot of things unfolding uh, that are going to impact how the rest of this offseason goes. Uh, pass protection? No, I'm not concerned about the pass protection at all. And I'm still confused at why there's this uh, this idea that the Rams offensive line is just not very good. Uh, I don't agree with it. Uh, according to PFF, it's a top three offensive line. I, I just don't. I don't know, man. I, I think that I think that the the comments about the Rams offensive line not being good, I think are carryover from 2019. Where it really it was a little bit more rough, uh, the offensive line. Uh, let's see here. I think the rest of these are from Cody. Yeah, Cody. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good stuff. All right, Cody. The rest of these are from Cody, so I'm not going to say names every time. Matthew Stafford, facts we probably don't know other than his name. Yes, his name is John. I, Dude, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know that. Like, I don't, like he, he likes eggs in the I don't know, man. I don't know what you want out of that question. <laughs> other facts. Uh, I mean, fastest quarterback to 45,000. I don't know, man. 45,000. I just said that. Really? Oof. Long day, apparently. Uh, next one here. Most underrated Ram going into the 2021 season. Should have thought about that one a little bit more, but I'm going to say Van Jefferson. I think Van Jefferson has, he's got it, man. And I think that this is the year that we start utilizing him a lot more. And I think that's also the reason that we don't bring back uh, Josh Reynolds, who I would love to bring back, but I don't know. Next one. Farthest thrown completion by Jared Goff versus Matt Stafford. That's, um, uh, you're going to hate my answer to this because the answer is I don't know, but I also don't care uh, because it, that's irrelevant <laughs> because that gets into like some MLB level analytics that I don't think are important to the game of the NFL. The, the longest completion, like thrown completion in, especially in the Rams offensive scheme is not necessarily going to be a thing at all. And the reason that I say that is because you look at, I mean, Cooper cup and Robert Woods were both top five in yards after catch. Uh, this last season and a big part of that is the offensive scheme so no, I don't think it's relevant and I don't know because I th I don't think it's relevant <laughs> that's why I don't know uh, I was going to look it up and I still can for you man and I probably will because I'm gonna feel bad about this answer that I'm giving you right now uh, so I'll probably try to try to find that information I don't even know where to look for that in that information I'll find it though um, there's enough websites on the internet well, that's the weirdest sentence I've ever said. Oh, I lost my page. Um, so there's, I mean, there's enough information out there that I could probably find that for you. But uh, uh, no, I don't think it's relevant. Um, but as far as that goes, I would probably say, I probably guess it's Matt Stafford that's thrown the farthest, um, like from from a line of scrimmage or hand to receivers' hands. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Is Goff's career or yeah, is Goff's career to be a perennial average starter, or does he have the ego to be a backup? I don't believe he has enough humility. I don't know the answer to that question, because I don't know Jared Goff personally enough to know how he would react in that situation. He's never been in that situation. He was a four-year starter at Cal, a five-year starter in LA, and you know, he's obviously, he was a starter in, in, uh, in high school. That's, you don't become a starter in, in Cal uh, if you're not, you know, if you don't have some tape that they can look at and stuff. So, uh, you know, he's never had to, had to do that. So the, the true answer is, I don't know. Uh, I think that if he's in the right situation, he can perform really well. I think that he thrives and also collapses on his confidence. And I think this season we saw his confidence drop quite a bit. And you know what? I maybe going to a new team will boost that again. I just don't know him personally enough to, to, to be able to answer that question. Todd Gurley, 2021 season status. Is he going to retire? I don't know. Um, and you're going to hate this answer too. I also don't care because uh, he's not a Ram anymore. Uh, I don't think that he will. I think that he will try to continue to play. Uh, but as far as Todd Gurley's uh, future in the NFL, it's it's almost irrelevant. I feel like I'm being just rude now, but uh, is <laughs> I'm not trying to. That's not my intention, dude. You know that. Uh, you're the homie, but um, you know I, I I don't know. But I even if he does return, I don't think it's um it's not high impact because he's he's pretty average these days. Uh, do you think that McVeigh got the absolute best out of Goff? In my opinion, it seems that McVeigh's offense was getting figured out a bit, and he had to adjust and adapt and change uh, change it a bit when Jared struggled. Just. Uh, or to adjust to the new variations of Sean McVay's systems. Do you agree? I do agree, but in a weird way, I don't. Because it, when the Rams offense was clicking and it was on fire, the whole conversation was, 
Sean McVay's offense is insane. He's his Sean McVay's offense is unstoppable. Look at how creative Sean McVay's offense is. In the second till the Rams offense started struggling, it was Jared Goff sucks. He can't get it done. It was never Sean McVay called a bad game, which is what I've said on this show is is that Sean McVay did not do a good job today. It's like Sean McVay didn't put us in a good spot. Sean McVay manages his timeouts terribly, <laughs> which is I don't think going to change, and that's fine. It's just something we got to deal with, you know. It's like it's like when you're in a relationship and like their feet stink really bad, but you like really like them, you know. It's like it's it sucks. You don't want to deal with that, but hey, it's part of it, you know. You don't love it, but it's not going to like kill it for you. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I equate that for some reason. <laughs> But no, I don't. I think that um, I I think that McVeigh did get the best out of Goff. But I'm interested to see if that is the best of Goff. But as far as the L.A. Rams, we got the best out of Goff that he was going to be in L.A. And I think that was in 2018. Troy Hill or Darius Williams? Who is better? I think Hill is a little slow. Yeah. So um, between Troy Hill and Darius Williams, I. I go Darius Williams, and I don't think it's as close as other people think it is. I think Darius Williams is a lot better than Troy Hill. I don't think that Troy Hill sucks that bad, but uh, or I don't think he sucks. Uh, he's a good player, but Darius Williams is much better than uh, than Troy Hill. Do you think Micah Kaiser will make his make a jump in 2021? I think he made a pretty big jump in 2020, bro. Uh, I, I, I obviously you hope to to see these people continue to get better every single year. And that's kind of what the purpose is, you know. That's why you bring in guys like Raheem Morris is is to to keep the keep the progressions going and stuff. But as far as making another jump, I I would hope so. I would hope he always makes a jump. But I think he made a pretty big jump recently, and I don't think he's getting enough credit. Any news on Whitworth? Not yet. I would uh I would go ahead like if if you had to put money on it, which is the weirdest. Uh, if somebody like made you put money on this, that would be weird. But uh, any news on Whitworth, if you if I had to put money on it, I would say he's going to be back. What happens if Stafford is a bust? Not possible. I was going to put that out. He's 33. We're past that uh, that that time frame. Okay. <laughs> uh, if Matt Stafford is a bust, I, and I, I don't think he will, but is McVay on the hot seat if, Stafford, if the Stafford trade does not work out? And if so, uh, what accomplishment makes the trade a success? Ooh, I like that part. I don't, I don't see a way that that happens where he's a bust, but I also, I would love for you to define what you think that is. Uh, what, what, what would, uh, what would establish a Matt Stafford season where we would say that it failed? I don't know. Is it, uh, more interceptions than touchdowns? I don't think that's something that Stafford will do in the, in, in LA. Uh, is it, is it not making the playoffs? Maybe that's it. Um, but as far as, uh, what, what accomplishment makes the trade a success is as long as the Rams don't get worse. The Rams went 10 and 6, won a playoff game. As long as you don't go 9 and 7 and lose a playoff game, I and you're you're continuing to get better, I think it's a win. Deep threat potential options. Chris Godwin for days, dude. I'm all over the Chris Godwin train. I'm not going to shut up about it until he signs somewhere else or he signs in L.A., and then we're going to talk about how excited I am that Matt Stafford and Chris Godwin are about to light it up together with Bobby Trees and Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Van Jefferson. Uh, I'm I'm here for it, man, but that is um, that's that is really what I want. I want to see Chris Godwin. There are other options out there. I think Juju Smith-Schuster would be a good option if he can prove that he cannot be such a jerkwad off the field, or technically on the field, because that's what he's doing. He's, like, dancing around and stuff. So I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe I don't want him. I want Godwin for sure. Why did Goff quit getting better? Jared Goff quit getting better because I, I think he got paid. And I think that uh, the, the conversation in the media, I think he is a guy that does get wrapped up into that. Into the, look at how amazing the Rams are. They're coming off the 2018 season. Yeah, they lost the Super Bowl. But look at this, this roster. They got Jared Goff who's lighting it up. They've got all these wide receivers. They've got a good defense. It's, it, I kind of felt like that was, um, that like, he got a little over, overconfident maybe for a little bit there. And I think that's, I, I really do think that's what happened. I think that the Rams, the, the Rams were being talked about too much. Gus press conference in St. Louis after his rookie season, uh, his desire was there. 
uh, to work and get better for the fans. Can you notice the difference in attitude from early on in his career uh, to more recent where it seems to me like he thought in the press conference that he just had had an air about him that uh, he had a huge... Whoa, oh, sorry, I'm trying... I'm This one's confused me. Uh, that he had a, a huge ego in his losing games, making mistakes, couldn't even check. I'm not 100% sure what the question is here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with, he never played in St. Louis. Uh, he was the first the first draft pick of the of the Rams returning to L.A., so he was never a St. Louis Ram. Um, but also, yeah, I think there's some differences there. I mean, look at after his rookie season. You can you can tell after his rookie season where... Um, uh, I just want to make sure there's not more. Um, no, we're good. Okay, so uh, you can tell after his rookie season where he's like, I, I want to get this fixed. I promise it'll get fixed. And then he came in and played so much better in 2017. That was gone. That attitude was gone. And I go back to the fact that I think that uh, that he just got a little bit overly confident. And uh, maybe the media was hyping the Rams a little too much. And he thought that maybe maybe he didn't need to work his heart. Maybe he was there. Maybe he thought that he was there. Maybe he thought he was that guy now. And, and maybe stopped working. But maybe maybe that's not the case anymore. I mean, when, when the team that gives you an extension drafts you number one overall, you take them to a Super Bowl, they give you an extension, you talk about in the media all day long, and that team decides we need to move on from this guy. Like, pretty quickly after all that happens, you got to really look at yourself and say, what did I do? You know, what, where did I go wrong? And that's what Jared Goff needs to do right now, and I think that's what, that's what he will. All right, guys, thank you so much for those uh, fan quesos. If you guys have any more that you guys are watching this and you guys want to drop them down below, please do. Please do. I will answer them uh, in uh, next season, <laughs> which is uh, I'm going to take uh, – we always take the, super, uh, the week after the Super Bowl off. It's kind of where we revamp the show. Uh, so we, this is the end of Season 4, Season 4 finale, and uh, we'll be hopping into Season 5 of Ram Showcase uh, starting two weeks from today, which is uh, – what is that? What is – it's the 17th, I think, something like that. Either way. We'll be back around. Maybe we'll hop on a live YouTube or something like that. Just do a, a, a fan, like a live fan queso. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe, maybe that's uh, that's what, what uh, next Wednesday or Thursday will be. We'll look into that. All right. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. And, um, yeah, make sure you guys uh, also subscribe and uh, like the video and all that stuff. You can like the video if you love it. You could dislike it if you hate it. doesn't matter to me. You can leave some awesome comments, talk about how cool I am. You can talk, tell me how bad I suck. does not matter to me one bit. Just uh, leave a comment. That's all I want to know. I want to hear what you guys are thinking over there. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.